welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. My guest today is Sue Bass Wilson, currently the Vice President and Historian of the Covington Historical Society based in Andalusia. The Historical Society has won the James Ray Kuykendall Award, which is given in even-numbered years in recognition of a local historical society in Alabama for outstanding achievements and for significant contributions to a greater appreciation of community and state history. Congratulations, Ms. Wilson, on winning this award. Well, thank you so much. Our society members are so grateful for this recognition. We have been preserving and promoting and publicizing the history of Covington County and Andalusia for, this is our 40th year. We started in 1976 pursuing our purposes. Tell our listeners what kinds of programs the Covington Historical Society engages in. Okay. Well, we meet about once a month, except for December, and we have programs with various topics of historical interest, including histories of schools, businesses, homes, neighborhoods, events, cemeteries, buildings, colorful characters, genealogy programs. We've had programs about wars and war heroes and politics, communities, and even civic leaders. That's how we have preserved a lot of history. And in recent years, we have been recording those programs. We have someone who makes a video. They go on CDs. So we haven't been doing that for 40 years, but back a few years ago, we started recording our programs. Excellent. Now, you also operate a museum, right? Yes, we have the Three Notch Museum that's the restored Central of Georgia depot in downtown Andalusia. It's the oldest wooden building in downtown Andalusia. Our railroad line came in in 1899, and the building was built in the spring of 1900. That's where we decided a good place to establish a museum would be back in 83. The building was placed on the National Register of Historic Places, That became our project. We started out with a few items, a few artifacts, and now we're just packed full of a treasure of artifacts relating to Covington County history. Where do you tend to collect these artifacts from? Well, people know of our efforts, and just even just today, somebody brought some old photographs in. I've got a beautiful picture that was brought in today of a farmer standing on his old tractor with his home place in the background. Then they brought in some family pictures. Old, old. I mean, maybe going back to the 1880s or 90s. So people just give us things. People tour the museum and often they'll say, well, you know what? I've got something at home I just didn't know what I was going to do with and I'm going to donate it to the society. And So they bring it in. Every year we have items donated. We're just so glad that people keep us in mind when they're cleaning out their attics and garages and moving. Sometimes sometimes our members find things when they go to estate sales or yard sales. It looks also like you have a post office 
and a log cabin. Can you tell us about those? We really have a little historic district down there. We have an old country store that a family donated that we moved in. We have, that's the HB Little Country Store. We have the Clark Family Log Cabin. We have a corn crib and the River Falls Post Office. It was once a doctor's office and a one-room schoolhouse. And we have some boxcars that the railroad gave us. And we have a caboose. And in one of the boxcars, we have a wonderful model train exhibit that the Mark Gibson family donated to us. That's very popular. We've even had children have birthday parties down there. What are the hours of the museum in the historic district, and is there a cost to tour? Well, it is free admission. We have a donation jar sitting there that many times people drop in their bills, but it's free. And right now, our our opening hours are Monday through Friday, 9 to 2, and on Sunday afternoon, we have a volunteer there. And we always open by appointment only. We have family reunion groups, sometimes class reunion groups, school groups that want to tour, especially in the springtime, so we can be available by appointment. You also have a newsletter, is that correct? We do. We have a newsletter. Through the years, we've had newsletters. Those are very popular. We have a lot of -of out-of-town membership that we gain by sending the newsletter out. At the end of the newsletter, we have a little place to detach and return to send your dues in. And so we always get a lot of dues in, especially the first part of the year when we send those newsletters out. We try to send three or four of those each year. What other kinds of programming do you have? Well, one of our members, Mr. Sidney Waits, who has been a member of the Alabama Historical Association for many years, has developed a website. The address is it's like Three Notch Museum, 3nmsm.com. How many members does the organization have? I know we send out about 200 newsletters, but as far as members who attend, I guess we're like many historical associations. We have about 40 people that attend our meeting every month. That's kind of a rotating group. Many societies, and I have been to some of the local societies around Covington County. The older members tend to be the most interested, but we try to get young people involved, too. That's a challenge. I think when they get up a certain age, they become more interested. But when we have really good programs, we have many times young people who attend our programs, and we publicize those programs ahead of time on the radio, the local radio, the local newspaper. We are always aiming to get more young members to join. Well, it sounds like you have your hands full and that all the officers and members have their hands full with a variety of programming and and maintaining of the historical district. We want to inspire other societies to keep up the work and publicity. Publicity is so important. Way back when, I don't know how many years ago, we found a picture that was taken in the snow of the public square in Andalusia. This picture was discovered, and we publicized it. And from that one picture, our museum started collecting old photographs, and people started turning in old photographs. And then when computers became popular, we started scanning the old photographs and giving them back to the people, because so many times people want to hold on to their old photographs. And that one picture just got the excitement started about finding old photographs of old Andalusia. And because of that, several books have been written. We have the historic writing tour through Andalusia. We have a book called Andalusia. A doctor in Birmingham who grew up in this town published this book a couple of years ago. It's just a wonderful treasure. It's all about the architecture of Andalusia, the buildings and the homes. 
and then we got one of these Arcadia publishing books about Andalusia that came out last year. And then a former resident of Andalusia retired from the space program in Huntsville and moved back home, and he has published probably the most books about the history of Andalusia and Covington County, Mr. Wiley Ward. So our shelf at the archives is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> the first time I went there, I saw not too many books about Covington County, but I'm telling you today, it is bigger than ever because of the uh, efforts, I think, of the society. In uh, 2010, we had a wonderful opportunity. Governor Bob Riley designated 2010 as the year of the small towns. And, of course, we're a small town. We started planning for the year of the small towns maybe two years before. And we decided that we would have a history of Andalusia to be presented on stage in songs, dances, and skits featuring local talent. We ended up with 200 citizens and students presenting the history of Andalusia from the Indians to the present day. At that time, we updated and wrote a history of Andalusia that was researched by society members for the event. And this was handed out as people came in the door to the local junior college Dixon Auditorium. It was a wonderful occasion and a wonderful event. We presented that to a full house. I wonder if any other towns have thought about putting their history of their town on stage. <laughs> uh, we have sponsored and assisted with the erection of several historical markers. Of course, these are all Alabama Historical Association markers. And so we have helped with the research and the wording of those markers. And we hope to even do more of those. So this award that you all have presented to our society is a real challenge to continue on with our efforts. We're not stopping. We're building up momentum. <laughs> There's one more thing I'd like to tell you about. Our local junior college has a park next to the junior college, and it's called the Dream Park. We decided that we were going to portray the history of Andalusia in the Dream Park where many children play. Uh, and have birthday parties. And so we have some history murals out there that are the Indians, the Spanish explorers, the traders of the first settlement here that was called Montezuma, the homesteaders, the timber cutters, the farmers, and the coming of the railroad, which is when our town started to grow. And so we had the holes where the children's faces <laughs> fit in there, and so they can be a Spanish explorer or an Indian or a homesteader or a farmer. That is just a real popular place. We have had to repaint those one time, and that is real popular to have your history for children to enjoy. What a fabulous thing to do for the community and for the kids in the community as well. Let them be active participants in the history of Andalusia. That's right, and a lot of pictures are taken in front of those murals. And Andalusia has become a mural city in recent years, maybe in the past three or four years. One of our residents visited up in Canada back four or five years ago, and she came back and she said, we have got to put murals on our downtown buildings. And so the history of Andalusia and Covington County is all over our downtown. I think we have the last count was over a dozen murals that talk about the history of Andalusia. We're even on the Hank Williams Trail with a historic marker and a mural of Hank and Audrey. And so people come here, they even get married right in front of the mural. <laughs> So we we are just a history town, we, and we are proud of it. <laughs> Indeed, and you have a lot to be proud of. 
you know, sometimes we think small towns are not recognized much. Maybe people don't know what we're doing in a small town, but we want to continue on with those efforts to promote history because we think that when you study history and learn about history, it helps you move forward to the future. Thank you very much for talking with me. You guys have a great program. Congratulations for winning this award, and good luck with continuing your program. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at city stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.